Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man on the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Ryan. Hi. How are you, Ryan? We've got Adam. Hello. How you doing, Adam? Fine. Everything about Liverpool is rubbish. <laughs> um, and we've got Jesse. <laughs> I kind of think Adam should do my point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're starting off so strong. I love it. <laughs> right. Well, we can only go uphill from here. So we are going to be talking about the Premier League pretty much for most of the podcast today um, because there was an awful lot of games on Wednesday uh, and there's games tomorrow. Jesse, I, mean, I don't know about you, but I'm in that time of year where I kind of forget what day it is because I've got two weeks off work. Yeah. It's, it's, and it feels like this week is lasting for three weeks, but not in a bad way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So where should we, should we start at Wembley Stadium, shall we? Let's let's do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we will start with uh, Tottenham five, Bournemouth nil. I'm, I'm sorry. With... Could you? I just feel like you should say that again. <laughs> just... Tottenham five. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Bournemouth nil point. <laughs> and I will start. What with... a game! I will start by saying they had some chances, didn't they, Bournemouth, when the score was nil nil? Yeah. Yeah. No, they did. They did. Uh, makes no difference because they didn't take them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, there's this thing that happens where, you know, you could have all the beautiful touches and passes and creativity in the world, but if you don't have that final pass, um, no goals. No, that's Weird. true. That works, yeah. I mean, you guys managed to to have that, of course. Um, you took lead. Who did you take lead three? Who was it? Uh, we talk about Erickson. Kyle Walker for Sorry? a second. Talk about what? Kyle Walker-Peters. Are we going to get to him and how cute he is and... How great he is. No. Kyle Walker-Peters or Cameron Carter-Vickers? Oh, or... come on. Yeah. <laughs> All of them, Alexander. <laughs> uh, yes, he had a good game, didn't he? You, you think he's cute, do you? He's so cute. This isn't a maternal he... way, is it? This is rather than in a, you want to wake up next to him. No, 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 no. He's like, he's like nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're not thinking the same way that my wife thinks about Casper Schmeichel, then? No, although it's weird. I just looked up today how old Hector Bellerin is, and now I'm very uncomfortable with myself. <laughs> so half, I think half your age at seven is the rule. I can't do math. Okay, just so, assume is there. Sort of add that. <laughs> um, so Christian Eriksen scored the opener, didn't he? A bit of a deflection, but hey ho. Um... It's fine. It was a goal, and it was beautiful. And Kyle Walker Peters had the assist, and it was great. Yeah, I'm defensive. <laughs> I mean, we won't talk about his game against Barcelona the other week and his mistake there. We'll talk about the positives here, shall we? Uh, you wait till we get to Liverpool, okay? <laughs> you wait. Wait for me on Mo Salah's dodgy penalty. 
Okay, uh, and then Sung Hyun Min scored twice, but you're going to be losing him soon, aren't you, for the Asian Cup? <sighs> Chris! I didn't do I it. <laughs> we already lost him, and then we won him back because they won. <laughs> and now we're losing him again? I think he's worked out some sort of deal, isn't he, where he only joins them for the knockout phase or something strange like that, is he? It's, this is all very upsetting. Is it? Sorry. I know, and we have we have injuries now. Delhi went off injured. Jan is still injured. Uh, three quarters, two eighths, five twelfths of the team is still injured, um, and we need him. Yeah, but you've got all those players you bought in the summer as backup. Oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I stand by the only Argentinian I love and respect, Mauricio Pochettino, because clearly it's working for okay. now. Come back to me in February. <laughs> Come back to you in June when he's at Old Trafford. Oh, okay. Well, he's in quite a good position here, isn't he? He's got Manchester United pretty much eating out of his hands. He's got Real Madrid with a um, sort of also could come in and offer, ask him in the summer. He could go straight to Daniel Levy and say, "I need guarantees of increased salary for me and transfer budget, please." Yeah, except that I mean, for now, two matches. Um, Solskjaer is doing great things and, and, and the players at United for now can they not you know Keep solidify that <laughs> they could <laughs> quite really great you guys uh, your favourite racist Lucas Moura he scored uh, fascist fascist, fascist. your yeah. favourite fascist Lucas Moura scored it was a good goal it was good yeah. it was fine mm-hmm. he has been incredibly I... effective for you this season hasn't he yeah it's really annoying <laughs> it just really is and Musa Sissoko looked like he had a good game as well. Sissoko has been gr- like underappreciated and sort of consistently wonderful. Do you think he has, or do you think it's taken him time to settle in? Because he was pilloried for quite a while at Spurs, wasn't he? Yeah, but this season, don't you think that he really has has shown up? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, but until now, yeah. he's been. I think so. I think it took him a little to find his position and his sea legs, and he was trying other things that weren't really working. But I think that this season he really has come on strong and um, been what we needed him to be. Yeah. Um. And then finally, Harry Kane. That was a fun goal, wasn't it? That last one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) If I was Eddie Howe watching that, I mean, would you be as upset as if that was a goal for one nil as you would to go from four to five or? Um. No, would I? I don't know. I think the commun- this goal says everything about the communication between teammates. You know, when you look at... Actually, I'll take that back. I think, I think three of these goals say so much when you look at the assists. You know, Erickson to Kane, that little, like, hand signal that Kane gave Erickson. And then Erickson's nod back and that perfect placement. You know, it, that's just... So pretty. <laughs> it's very good. Um, um, go on. This is your team. You talk. God, you... I love my team. <laughs> I, when it works, it's so nice. I just going to say, um, Sun Human has had a hand in ten goals in nine Premier League appearances this season. So, eight, even if you lose him, even if you keep him for the group games, he's still going to be a miss, isn't he, for a game or two? Uh, yeah. How do I say, uh, please don't go in Korean? Would that sound like a massive racist? I wouldn't like to guess. <laughs> if somebody wants to, uh, you know, tweet that to me. Uh, speaking of a massive racist, has anyone seen? Have you seen the Tottenham footage uh, or the footage that the fan took at Spurs versus uh, Arsenal, filmed by a Tottenham fan? 
Uh, uh, yeah. And that wasn't good. At, Ob- at Obama Young, that was horrible. No. no Another one? That. Another one. Spurs fan in the ground, um, sort of filming himself. Uh, behind him sits a man of oriental disposition who he keeps saying chicken fried rice to and assuming he's son. He filmed himself yep. being a racist. Yeah. And put it well, good, there. because if you're racist, you should also be stupid. <laughs> and has he been banned for life? Because he should uh, be. I don't know. He's not taking it off his timeline as yet. It's still the... Doubling down behind your racist stupidity. That's amazing. <laughs> so here's my plea to my own club um there's less than zero place for that and that kind of asshole should be banned forever and ever and ever uh, indeed i'm not even apologizing for my use of that word <laughs> uh where are you on saturday then or the weekend let me have a look Spur- oh you're at home to wolves oh mm-hmm. that's an easy one isn't it wow hey 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 come on <laughs> chest out shoulders back don't jinx it charlotte said it earlier on. my wife I'm said it earlier sure on when she was sewing she said it about her sewing? She said it about her sewing because she was having a bit of a difficult time and I got her to say okay. it and it worked. I saw you that I'm sewing. What's that? Hang on, let me it's, a, it's a pillowcase. Don't read it out loud. It's a, Guys, this is when it's a good thing that oh. we're not a visual. It says look. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you think you're going to get on against wolves? Um... It depends if it depends on fitness. I think mm-hmm. it, everything really does boil down to fitness. How are you getting on with fit players? Is it, I mean, what you mean, tiredness ah. or fatigue? Oh, okay. And injuries. Have you got any injuries? Let's have a look. Everybody's injured. Everybody. Everyone. Yeah, Dyer's injured. Bertongan's injured. Delhi went off injured. Um, who else? It's like oh, everybody. We've got a list here. Delhi, yeah, no, Serge Aurier, yeah. Victor Wanyama, Jan Bertongan, Musa Dembele. Uh, Eric Dyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's quite a list. That's half the team. Yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> okay, uh, right. We shall head north from Wembley and we'll go to the Are we Colise- going up the coast? We're going northwest to the Coliseum in Liverpool. <laughs> um, well, like Adam's not here to make fun of you saying Coliseum. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm letting him down. <laughs> uh, Liverpool 4, Newcastle United. No. Right, I'm... <sighs> Are Liverpool going to be the only team in Premier League history to go undefeated like Arsenal did, but still finish second? No. No? No. Um, no, I think the at this point, the point difference and the goal differentials building up enough of a cushion. Well, we uh, our goal difference is now the same as Manchester City's. Um, right. It was an awful lot different about six weeks ago. Only seven goals against all season. Uh, uh, the next closest is is again Manchester City with fifteen. So, right. Uh, they've but Manchester up. City is on a downfall where you guys are just going up and up and up. They are. The next two games are going to be incredibly important, which is um, Arsenal at home and Manchester City away. Say it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Not in a million years. Uh, <laughs> I've been here before with Liverpool. Right. And I've had my heart broken too many times. Real talk here. Mm-hmm. That was not a penalty. Um, it was very smart by Salah to go down, but that was like that was like a. 
baby bird folding his legs out from underneath him. I don't know how pulling someone's shoulder back makes them lose their footing. I don't understand that. But two things. I've never run that fast, so I couldn't judge. And two, he did pull him back. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't think it was a dive. I don't think it was a penalty. You can have both of those things. The other thing the other thing was if he'd gone if he'd stayed on his feet. It could, it, I'm not justifying it in any way whatsoever, but if he thought it was a foul and he stayed on his feet, it wouldn't have been given because referees don't give it when players stay on their feet. If he'd if he'd felt the contact and gone down like he did, that was the only way of getting that penalty if he thought it was a foul. Right. Okay. I don't think it was a dive. I don't think it was a penalty either. It was smart to go yeah. down. It worked. Yeah. However... <laughs> I agree with you. I mean, the other thing as well from this game is other than um, Salah scoring, there was Shakiri, Lovren and Fabinho. So goals are coming in from all over the place, aren't they? There's yeah. not just relying Except on Salah. Except for poor Sadio Mane. What? What happened? Maybe Who jinxed that goal? Maybe Liverpool has moved further than two miles from the coast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did everything but pick the ball up and put it in the goal. And yet... It just wasn't going in for him that day. I've seen him do that a couple of times this season, most notably against Napoli at Anfield. He's had a few of those where he's done everything but score. He's either done everything but score or he looks like he's trying to have a competition with somebody else just to try and not score. It's, you know, <laughs> it's one or the other. Um, but it's... Um, yeah. I mean, in this in this match, it didn't matter, no. obviously, but yeah. can't be can't be easy there will be games when it will matter and it might come right. back to, i mean it very nearly came back to bite us in the bum against napoli if, if it wasn't for that allison save at the end right and um, again goal differential might come but might be a factor for sure definitely definitely and it is i'm not being excited i'm not getting excited i've been here before with liverpool so I, i'm not gonna have you been it. here though have you been like um what's different about this 2008-9 when Liverpool were last here. Oh, we had Torres. I missed. Yeah, we had Torres and Alonso and Mascherano uh, and Gerrard. So they were at their peak. 2014, Suarez was forever scoring. Um, and, you know, we had help from Sturridge as well and, and Sterling. The thing that's different this time, I remember that 2014 uh, season in particular, we went to Hull and lost 3-1. We haven't had performances like that this season. There's games where... Even in that 2009 season, again, we threw in stupid draws or stupid losses where we shouldn't have them. We're not having them now. Um, it's completely different with Alisson and Van Dijk at the back. Alisson is so solid. Yeah. What do you think about Lovren? I try not to think too much about him, to be honest. In this one, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I mean, did you expect, out of, out of every single player on the pitch, on the bench... Would you have thought it would be Lovren to open it up? I do like him. He's a terrific human being. He's just not a very good football player. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of have to weigh that up in my sort of annoyance of him, you know, the, the way he annoys me. Um, we're home to Arsenal tomorrow. Who am I right in thinking? Lucas Torreira is suspended. He has four. No, he's not. He he could have been suspended. He had to play the ninety because of. Injuries, and he really—that was—that was tight. Okay, sorry. I thought he. Um, One he, more, and he is. Okay, I thought he got booked at, at, at Brighton. Um, 
So this is the 20, 227th meeting between the two of them. I'm assuming not you know, many players from the first game are around now and have too much of an effect on the game. So <laughs> Liverpool have won 86 compared to 79 for Arsenal. Arsenal are without a win in their last five trips to Anfield, conceding two or more goals in each match. Yeah, and Arsenal have not had... I mean, after starting off so strong, they're, I think they're going to be looking for a, a foothold back in, no? Well, they had that draw, didn't they, at Brighton the other day. Um, it was 1-1, wasn't it, which... Uh, they took the lead with Aubameyang, and then you kind of thought, well, this is sort of going to be it. a fairly routine 2-3-0 or, you know, sort of 3-1 victory, but yeah. it never quite came, did it? They, 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 he nearly had that second goal, didn't he? There was the lob over the keeper. I think, was that Lacazette? Yeah. Was that Aubameyang? Um, but the second goal never came. And you kind of felt like, because Brighton had the attack, they had the goal that was disallowed where they felt they should have had the penalty as well at the same move. And I have to agree with them. Oh, go on. What do you think about it? I, you know, at first, when it happened in real time, I thought, eh, all right. But then I know, I know it's sort of hindsight is twenty twenty, and when you watch it and replays, it always looks, it, it could look worse. But when they showed it in the replay in a different angle, it really did look like it. It was a penalty. What did you think? I didn't think it was. I wonder if you saw a different angle than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was, to be honest. I um, I thought that... I just thought it was a clash in the area. I didn't think it was a foul. I just thought it was a coming together more than anything else. Um, but... I'd already had my fill of refereeing decisions that day. There was a red card that wasn't given in St. Agnes versus Perrinporth. And and what am I remembering? God, there were so many matches. Who who was given a yellow for a very for a high leg, but it was really the other player sort of running into his high leg. What match was that? It wasn't St. Agnes versus Perrinporth, was it? It was not. No, no, it wasn't. In that case I can't remember. Oh. Okay, well then, moving on. I don't remember. This was a local derby. This was taking place on the football pitch next to me, and it was not um, my local derby. Not your local derby. It was every every bit as feisty as um, Liverpool Manchester United. I'm sure. <laughs> um, Two local I, agricultural teams. Uh, um, I did think that it was it was well done for Brighton. They kept pushing. They didn't give up. Yeah. Um, much as, as Liverpool and, and Spurs did, you know, I, I love when a team is, is up four or five, nothing and 90 minutes, they're still looking to score goals. Yes. Yes. I mean, it was a great goal by Brighton. That was that Stefan Lichstein mistake, wasn't it? Everyone, yeah. Everyone loves to see a Stefan Lichstein mistake. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it was funny. Although, what do you think about um, Leno? I don't. I still think he's a good keeper. Yeah. He's, yeah, I mean, I, I think to, I think any player, um, you need to give them time. Uh, you, you can't just come into a league and start. Yeah. From, I don't know from a goalkeeper, maybe goalkeeper point of view is different. He doesn't know his players. A, a huge part of defending and goalkeeping is communication. Um, it takes time to get used to people. It takes time to bed in and to know how people work and their systems and all that sort of thing. I think we can judge him next season. I think you saw that on the other side where 
Brighton's complete lack of defensive um, collaboration led to a bombing. Well, plus a bombing being brilliant. Mm. But that first goal, Ryan was screaming at his defenders. I mean, so clearly on my screen, you heard what the fuck, which was (laughs) hilarious. Um, And he did not let up and he slowly sort of got them back into shape. But he he must be hoarse the next day. And you don't see that so much from Leno or from Keppa, who are so young. Well, the other thing, yeah, I, I noticed that. And I also noticed there was a moment afterwards when Arsenal didn't score um, that they were, he was, uh, Arsenal got an attack and it eventually went out for a throw-in. And it, the camera shot to Matt Ryan. And he was, he wasn't shouting or getting angry one of his players. He was just sort of exasperated trying to explain to them. I'm just looking at the 2019 Asian Cup wondering if, Brighton are going to lose him. Um, oh, God, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if Brighton are going to uh, lose him at any point. Are Australia there? I've got a lot of Googling to do here. Hang on. Gosh, guess who the Uzbekistan coaches? Who? Hector Cooper. Yeah, he gets around. He does a um, bit, doesn't he? You know who else? Wait, who else is going to be lost? Um, I think is Neil Etheridge. I didn't think he was going. Is he not going? No, I'm not sure that he is. Uh, Australia qualified, so I'm assuming that I'm assuming that he's going to go. Oh boy! Well, get your boots laced up, Chris, because they're going to need someone. <laughs> hey, Syria are going. Wow. Uh, I don't know about Syria because they're. It's great to see them do something like that, but I know what we read see about. They're a bit of a puppet of. Yeah, yeah, the regime. I yeah. know. Matt Ryan has been called up. He's been called up uh, um, for the um, for the Asian, uh, the Australian squad. So they're going to miss him, aren't they? A lot. Who who are Brighton's? Who's Brighton second? Ooh, let's have a look. Matt See, Ryan. when Ryan's not here, we can't have Ryan do the Google. No, I'll Google. Hang on. Just play some elevator music. Mm-hmm. I could play some, you know, fun Uruguayan music. Matt Ryan is the goalkeeper. Where have we got here? Goalkeeper. Jason Steele. Oh, David Button. Can I just say about Brighton is mm-hmm. that their last names are the best in the league. They're all nouns. Steel, Button, <laughs> Proper, Gross, Dunk. I mean, you cannot Bomb. beat. Yeah, you just can't beat the last names on Brighton. Someone did suggest once that they were sort of names for a um, stag night. <laughs> in what way? Oh, okay, sort of I see that. Names you get on the back of your shirt. Uh, okay, so um, Arsenal have got Liverpool at the weekend. Who have Brighton got? Let's have a little look. Brighton have got Everton at home, who had that 5-1 victory against yeah. Burnley. Burnley, he was so tight last season. Guaranteed I know. That, you know. Burnley, you could sort of guarantee a 1-0 victory. Uh, just completely at pots here. That whereabouts are they in the league? Burnley, a third bottom, conceded 41 goals. And ever, I mean, this I did not expect this to happen. No. Sorry, Adam, you're not here, but still. <laughs> well, they, they, I they, mean, they lost to you guys, didn't they? I know they did. We beat them. Exactly. So, what changed? Do you and, think? Um, I have to admit that I could not see this match because we have something in the United States called NBC Gold, which is terrible, and it means you can't watch those matches without yeah. having some sort of sign and thing so i couldn't watch it did you see it i saw the highlights on match of the day um 
What happened? Well, they were just... In my mind, there were sort of two or three little, very early on. Let me just have a little look. Um, where were we? Do you want to tell us about it as Adam? Not really. I'd rather not. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather not imagine myself as Adam in many circumstances. Uh, yeah, Yerimina scored in the second minute. Um, I think it was sort of 90 seconds he'd scored in. And then 2-0 down with Luca Dignier, which I think was the... Was the free kick the first half or the second half? Uh, and I then love 22... that Dini is getting after after Barcelona. I love that he's becoming like such a great player. Sorry, yes. carry on. And then 22 minutes, the 3-0 down with the Sigurdsson penalty, which is the one where, the, I don't know if you remember, the, the guy jumped and it sort of hit his hand on the way through. Yeah. I think it okay. was a penalty because there was also a shirt pull in the area as well. On mm. one of the... Okay. On, on, I think it was Michael Keane, I think it was. So... Um, I, I think it was a penalty. So was this just a combination of Everton playing well and Burnley not? Or was this bad luck? Or both? It's, it's too many times for Burnley to be bad luck. Yeah. Um, they obviously did well last season. I'm just trying to look at how many goals they conceded last season. Um, they had some pretty solid matches last season. I mean, what... What happened? Goals against last season for Everton. Okay, goals against last season for Burnley was 39. Already this season, they've conceded 41. Oof. So that's their problem. What they were built on last season, this sort of solid get a goal and be able to defend a lead. Yeah. They can't do it. And it's really bizarre, isn't it? Because it's not that different a team either. It's It's not like Everton or Fulham that, you know... In the space of, sort of June and July, they've gone from being the best defense or one of the best defenses in the league to a bunch of sort of chumps. It's really, really weird to explain how it's happened. I don't know how people either figured them out or, or what there was to figure out. Because yeah, you... or what? I mean, it, it, is this some sort of new coaching tactic? I don't know. I mean, they've lost four out of their last five. I, to be honest, I can't. I can't see them sort of pulling any kind of run together. I do. I mean, I quite like Burnley and what Sean Dyche has managed to do there. So no, I like Sean Dyche too. Yeah, so um, I'd quite like to see them. I quite like. To see and them they have them. good players. I mean, really, nothing. They're just not cohesive, really. It's like they're nothing's really making sense for them this season. No. No, not at all. Um, I mean, Sean Dyche has come out and said that they don't. They don't deserve to be any better than where they are. Uh, well, as we all know, negative motivation works wonders. But what could you say to them? It's straight. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, how many games have they lost so far this season? They have lost thirteen. What do you say to them after the thirteenth time of losing as a means of motivation? Oh, well, I mean, the thing is, like, when you're Burnley or 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 Wolves, you know. When you start the season, or when you're five matches in, you know, I think, that your aim isn't going to be top four. Mm. But you also don't want to say to your players, okay, let's get motivated for 10th <laughs> place. So, but Sean Dyche has to know that. You know, he's he's a seasoned manager. So mm. it's, this is a little bit on him to figure out how to motivate his players as well. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, can you see them getting rid of Sean Dyche to try and bring somebody else in? 
I mean, can I? Yes, sure. That ha- like okay, can you? Should they? <laughs> um, should they? If he if he keeps talking like that, if he if he's defeatist, yes. Okay. Um, I think after Mourinho, there's zero excuse to keep a coach around who isn't supportive of his players. Hmm. Uh, they're home to West Ham. Okay, uh, so that's a match that you look to win. I mean, not that you don't look to win every match, but don't you think that that's a match where he can go in and say, like, all right, let's get our mojo back? I think he should so. say it exactly that way, too. Yeah. Come on, players, let's get our <laughs> mojo back. I get the impression that West Ham aren't the best of travellers. I might be completely wrong in that. I've got no idea what I'm basing that on, but You're I get the impression... You're basing it on uh, uh, Wednesdays near the coast. <laughs> on a Tuesday. Um, when it's... <laughs> When it's sunny outside. Yeah. Um, West Ham have only won their final Premier League game of the calendar year once in nine attempts. Is that going to have any bearing tomorrow? I actually understood that stat. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, it shouldn't, because how many of these players were around for <laughs> the first all of time? <laughs> well, look, Burnley have only got one win in the last nine meetings against West Ham in all competitions. So that's probably a stat that's a bit more relevant, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still think that this is this is one that either team could take. Right? It's not too lopsided. That's very much sitting on the fence. Uh, I don't think you have heard about this country. We don't have fences. We have walls. Okay. It's sat on the walls. Uh, yeah. What's the wall made of uh, this time? I don't know. I think it's a combination of, like, the skulls of our enemies and plexiglass. The skulls of seven-year-old children who died in protective custody. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, I will give it to OF. Um, I want to give it to Burnley, but I think West Ham are going to take it. Do you know what? I agree with you. Yeah. Sadly, because... Uh... I mean, the, the, the thing about West Ham is I quite like West Ham, what they're doing this season with Felipe Anderson. I quite like Arnautovic. They're trying something good this season. I love Arnautovic. He's brilliant, isn't he? There's something so likeable about him. It's completely nuts. I'd hate to play with I him, know. but he's great fun to watch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you think that if Burnley, if Burnley does lose, that Sean Dyche needs to worry about his job? I don't think he does. I mean, he's took them down and got them back up before. So, you know, we have to sort of, he's got credit in the bank for that. And okay. to get them into Europe as well last season. So. True, that is true. Yeah, I think so. Um, what else? Oh, we haven't talked about Manchester City yet, have we? Losing 2-1 to Leicester. Let's talk about that. A couple of things I took from this is how shiny okay. a head has Fabian Delph got? You know what? I hadn't thought about that before because when I think of shiny I th- I in the that. Premier League, <laughs> I'm so focused on um, Jurgen Klopp and Firmino's teeth. Yeah, I... I... Jurgen Klopp's don't look like his own, do they? They look like they're fitted in. They are a thousand percent not his own. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where they came from. I don't know if this is like they're 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 like I don't know custom ordered from Germany. <laughs> but Firmino, can we talk about Firmino? His teeth are like um, remember Ross on Friends when he had that date and he bleached his teeth. Uh, yes, but here's the weird thing about Firmino is they actually distract me so much that I forget he has a neck tattoo. That's how <laughs> distracting they are. And that's that's saying something. It's so distracting, it's taking us away from Leicester Manchester City. Yeah! 
Come uh, on. I tell you what, before we before we talk about Manchester City, let's give Leicester and Claude Puel a bit of credit, shall we? Because in the last two games, they've beaten Chelsea and they've beaten yeah. Manchester City. This was a manager yeah. that was under an awful lot of um, supposed pressure, wasn't he? Coming from within inside his own camp. Are they going to win the league again? I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I feel think... there's a lot of player power at Leicester City, uh, but if, you know you've got to be careful what you've got because you'll miss it when it's gone, as Amy Grant and somebody else sang. Jenny Mitchell. <gasps> yes, paid yes. paradise, and that's right. You know, put up some faxes. Exactly. Um, so you know, if, if they, I've got a feeling that if they do get rid of them, then you know it's not worked in the past when they got rid of Ranieri and Shakespeare, has it? So. Yeah, I think you have to be a little bit careful, but I think he got his game plan right, didn't he? He stuck James Madison further towards the middle, and um, Vardy he played, but he's not played Vardy for a little bit, uh, and it's Vardy's cross for all Brighton's header, wasn't it? Yeah, Madison's really good. He is. Um, yeah, I think you know expectations had to sort of um, even out after their Cinderella season. Mm. Um, and and then after that, like player shakeup, but where they lost Mares, but um, but no, I think now they're playing like like they know who they are again. I think. Well, uh, they uh, they went behind, didn't they? Because City took the Manchester City took the lead through Bernardo Silva, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but to be fair to Leicester, they kept coming back. They had sort of five or six chances early in that first half, or within that first half. Um, Madison missed one. Um, I think Vardy might have missed Vardy missed one or two chances as well. So this wasn't a, a lucky win or anything like that. This was a sort of victory. I think they were tenacious behind. and yeah. they, you know, they have some grit. Um, and City does not have the kind of um, like mental game that we're used to seeing in them anymore, or maybe not anymore, but the last couple of weeks. My theory is is teams maybe do better going to take taking the game to Manchester City. And I think when teams do that, they struggle because they're not used to it. And this yeah. is when they sort of, you know, this is when they're not sure what to do. They're, they're fine when the other team are happy to cede possession to them because they can play their passing game. But when teams are coming on to them, I just don't think they, they're they prepared for it and know what to do. Fernandinho is obviously a big miss. Um, and it's a bit bizarre how they've not got a backup for him, although you could say Gundogan probably is. Um <sighs> But with all their riches, they haven't got back up for their most important player. Yeah, it's weird that they sort of only have one shape. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, they they have 97 players, but nobody can either slot in or Pep can't move his his players around to fit a different shape. Like, he only plays this one system. Mm. And... There's so much talent there. I mean, it's 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 really shocking how how much individual and team talent there is, and yet you take, like you said, one player out, or or they go down, or something happens, and they just can't get it back together. Yeah. Um, what did you think about that red card for Delph? When I watched it, uh, obviously the camera is quite far away, and I saw the ball yeah. sort of career down the other end of the pitch. 
And I thought, well, he's won the ball, but then I th- sort of thought, well, winning the ball doesn't actually come into the rules of the game. The rules of the, the laws of the game are if it's reckless or out of control or something like that. So then when I saw the replay, and he follows through on his knee, doesn't he? His knee. I, yeah, I think, I don't think he meant it at all. It didn't seem like malicious, but it, it could have broken his leg. Yeah. Um, Phil Neville, on the match of the day, Phil Neville didn't think it was a red card. Danny Murphy did think it was a red card. It's a sort of tackle where... If it had been made 20 years ago, it's okay because right. the game's evolved since then. Yeah, and I think, like you okay said, now. the rules are, um, what is it, the three things. It's it's malicious, dangerous, or whatever reckless, the third thing I is. And that was, right, yeah, and that was dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, winning the ball doesn't really mean that much if you're going to follow through like that. The interesting right. thing I saw, I, I remembered it then. I'm just going to mention it now. Um, Leicester had 34% of the possession. Um but managed 10 shots to Manchester City's 11. So they're far more effective with the little possession they did have. And it sort of goes back to my earlier point that Manchester City maybe just sort of don't quite know what to do when they come against a team that's sort of efficient with the ball like that. Or not intimidated by them. Or not, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. I do like Bernardo Silva. They, I mean, listen, I have, I don't know if you know this, but my issues with City, <laughs> but their players are great. Yes. You know, I annoyingly really like some players from City and from Arsenal. And it's making me question a lot of things. It's like, <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. If you know a good football therapist, I will take their number because I'm having all kinds of feelings. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. You know, where the oh. Manchester City money comes from, but look at who they managed to attract. And I'm like... Well, we're falling into the old Roman Emperor Bread and Circuses trick, aren't we? I don't like having these feelings, Christopher. <laughs> I, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Um, Ricardo goal. Can we talk about Ricardo Pereira's goal? Yeah. Yeah. Very good, wasn't it? Yes. Um, Leicester have got... Uh, they're, they're Leicester at home to Cardiff, which um, oh. was, the, which was the, go- the, the game, their first game back after the helicopter crash. And that only seems like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They've come round to this it fixture was, quite though, wasn't it? Hmm? It wasn't that long ago. No. So they're replaying this round of fixtures quite early on. Hmm. Um, oh, poor Cardiff. They they just can't win. They're okay at home, but they're you know they're not so not so hot away. So, um, I think Leicester are going to continue this run. Yeah, no, they're especially against Cardiff. They're not. They're fine. They can stick their chest out and say it. <laughs> you want to say it for them? The Leicester, well, I'm from there, so nothing can go wrong now. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, this was the one, because Leicester won 1-0. Do you remember this was the first game back, and the uh, whoever scored took his shirt off to reveal a message, and the referee... Yes, sort of... and he still carded because it was such an apologetic card. <laughs> I, I still remember the footage in the background as he took off his shirt. You saw the referee sort of, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a book in now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Leicester have won seven of their last ten games against promoted teams. Like, like I said, I think this is sort of nailed on for them Manchester City are away at Southampton oh they're fine who Man City you think they're going to be okay they against Southampton yeah well they've had that little comeback haven't they with the new manager Ralph Hasenhutl yeah. but they lost the other Sorry, day what? didn't they Hasn't I learned something the other day Hasenhutl means rabbit hutch um, but if you say Hasenhutl it translates into I hate hutches 
Where did these come from? How do I you know that? I just, I think I heard it on a podcast. I must have done. Oh my God. I looked at Southampton's um, fixture the other day. I think they did play, didn't they? Why do I not remember them playing? Was it because I forgot two oh, they the lost, other day? They lost 2-1 to West Ham yesterday. That's why. I'm looking on the Oh, right, 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 because it's yesterday. Okay. Yeah, so Felipe Anderson um, scored two, and then Nathan Redmond opened the scoring, but they lost. Yeah, they lost 2-1. Yeah. They're going to, but no, Men City are going to be fine. Plus, because Pep, did you, did you watch Pep's post-match commentary when, once he finally came out? It was I very, did, I can't remember. it was very measured. You know, they asked him, he basically said the same thing. We didn't deserve to win, but he didn't say it in that way. He said the other teams were better. Um, and I, again, annoyingly, I can't believe I'm saying this, appreciated the way he said it. He said he did not blame his players. He said we, um, and I feel like this is his chance to sort of motivate in the right way. Hmm. Um, Southampton dropped 15 points from winning positions this season, which is the most in the Premier League. Uh, and three of those points were this weekend or yesterday when they took the lead against West Ham. So that's something Hassan Hoodle's got to That's not good. Address. No, it's not good. It's something Maybe he should give all his players a rabbit. What, to pull them out of hats? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's done okay. He's won his first two games, hasn't he? Where is yeah. now? Southampton is sixteenth, so they're not sort of the worst position in the world. But that's <laughs> what he should say to them. You guys, you're not the worst in the world. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But do you know what? I don't know. Your head would say Manchester City win, but they've lost. They, they, they lost against Leicester. They lost against Chelsea. They lost against Palace. They drew against Leicester. Well, they only beat Leicester on penalties in the Carabao Cup. Right. You don't think that, that they are going to come out so determined? I don't know. They had... I, I know Southampton lot. I, I, do you know what? I can see a draw here. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like... I mean, that would be fascinating for so many different reasons. <laughs> but Maybe I'm being hopeful. <laughs> I've got a vested I interest. Know, I know. I just, I feel like, um, I, 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 I do, I feel like this is now mental game for them and they're going to need this and mm. they're going to know, like they know it, that they need it. Um, well, I suppose so. Yes, now they're behind. They've got to chase the points, so they're going to go for it. Right. Because they're not just second, they're third now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, because who's second, Chris? Who? Oh, it's not Liverpool, because they're top. <laughs> Remember when we were friends? That was nice. <laughs> uh, okay, what else have we got? We've got um, Fulham 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1. Yeah, that happened. Meh. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find something exciting to say about that game. Uh, oh, I tell you what, Nunu... Sprinto Santo, he got upset after the. <laughs> he got okay. upset after the the game in the press conference. Um, a, a journalist started asking him questions about his formation, and he got a bit prickly at that. I don't know why. why? I don't know. He seemed to sort of. Hey, yeah. the journalist asked a question about the formation of the team, um, and questioned why he was formation. The formation was that way, and then. Sprint, uh, sort of, oh, what's his name? I'm not going to say it. I think you're pronouncing it beautifully. 
<laughs> Nuno replied. Um, he's sort of that grin and that sort of the grin and sort of nod of their head towards his mate saying, you know, this guy, what's he know? Or what's he on about? That sort of thing. I thought that was a, he was getting a little bit sort of prickly in that. Yeah, that's a perfectly fine question. I don't think it was too unreasonable a thing to ask. Um, after that game, Fulham are second bottom. Uh, and wow. tomorrow they I would beat... not have expected that. No, well, where are they now? They've 43 goals they've let in so in their 19 mm. games. So um, tomorrow they meet the team below them, the one only team below them, who is... Not Liverpool. Not Liverpool. It's Huddersfield. They're home to Huddersfield. Um, who had that loss, of course, to Manchester United. But <sighs> Fulham had two consecutive draws. Uh, Huddersfield have lost their last six matches. Yeah, and you know what? Ever since Ross told me that Sir Patrick is not really their number one fan, I could take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want? To, you didn't want to believe he did. He was, did you? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Why would I not? Because there's average Joes you've never heard of who have followed Huddersfield home and away for the last 20, 30 years. So? So Patrick Stewart isn't one of them. Why wouldn't he? Because he's been fighting aliens on Star Trek for a while. (laughs) He was my favourite captain. If you're fighting aliens, you also need a club to support you in your time of stars. Do you think in... Stardate, whatever it is in the future, Huddersfield Town still exists as an entity. I don't even know the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek, but I know that if I am in space, I want Spurs to be with me. Okay, so you're fighting Tube, you're fighting Darth Vader. They're going to be called Totten Stars. <laughs> so you're fighting okay so you're you're luke skywalker and you've got your lightsaber and you're swish against darth vader saying i'm very not, swishy yeah say you're not my father it's not right. true is right. there a bit of you that's thinking about sort of what formation pochettino should be uh, weak and you know whether delhi stressing about whether delhi alley's fit is or... injured yeah i'm thinking like oh god how are everyone's hamstrings doing do you think maybe that's how luke had his hand chopped off because he was thinking <gasps> about yes <laughs> oh my god we solved it he was distracted. What was this? 1983. So he was distracted by David Pleat or something like that. Or well, Gary Mabbitt. What, what, where is he from, Luke? Luke Skywalker. He's from... Yeah. Oh, I, I can't remember. He's from that dusty planet. I can't remember his name. There's people shouting at us now. Well, I mean... It's not Dagobah. Like, that's the one that's sticking... That's where Yoda's from. Is he a Lester fan? Like, what, you know... Who was Mark he worried Hamill. about at the time? Oh, Luke Skywalker. Who'd he be a fan of? I think he might be a Fulham fan. Oh, poor him. No, he backs the underdog, doesn't he? So not that far down. I think he... Do you know what? I think Luke, I think Luke Sauer could be a Tottenham fan. Because... <gasps> I agree. You know, Darth Vader and the Emperor, they're, you know, they're Manchester they United be... and the Evil Empire. Yeah, I was and... say, yeah. He's yeah. a plucky underdog trying to fight against them. Yeah. We're going to write the script. Mark Hamill is great. Maurizio Pochettino. I love oh, it. not Mark Hamill. There is no Mark Hamill, of course. It doesn't exist. He's Luke Skywalker, obviously. Right, and 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 um, Carrie, no, Princess, Princess Leia, Leia 
is, um, well, can she be Ava Carnado? She can be. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. Have you seen Spaceballs? Yes. That's the only space thing that I've ever seen. Is uh, Olivier Giroud Chewbacca? No, um, it would have to be Ledley, maybe. Like, who's okay. the who's the hairiest? I thought it was Olivier Giroud. I don't know. Or or Gwen Doucey, like it's or Gwen Doucey, yes. Yeah, yeah. Rafa Benitez is C three PO, all cold and analytical. Which is the very tall alien? I mean, robot. That's C three PO. No, but doesn't have to be. That has to be Peter Crouch. No, Colin does the robot. He's sort of analytical and stuff. So <laughs> I, I'm going for. Oh, does the ro- yeah, go on then. Does the robot? Yeah. Han um, Solo plays by no man's rules other than his own. Is that his Latin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the little roundy robot. R two D two. What's he like? Tiny little ball player. Gattuso. He's not bald, but he's sort of small and well, round. He's very aggressive, though. Gattuso could be an Ewok. Oh, okay. Oh, the the small robot is not aggressive? No, not really. He just beeps a lot. Sam Pauli? Yes. <laughs> That's brilliant. Right, okay. Now he's in Star Wars. Remember <laughs> <laughs> we were going to do the Wire podcast? Yeah! We've just, we just done it with Star Wars instead. This is our inaugural... Um... Football as pop culture. Yep, we could do that. Okay, so Fulham Huddersfield. I mean, do you have any caring whatsoever? I got, I got a feeling that. I mean, I didn't realize Huddersfield were on a six-game losing streak. I think it. I mean, Fulham. I think should win. I think if Huddersfield don't win this one, what is left for them? What are they going to do? Well, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to go with that. Um, Huddersfield, of course, who had that three-one loss at Manchester United, which was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's sort of homecoming, really, wasn't it? Ole ole. Ole ole. Do we like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Yeah. Yeah. How do you think he's going to do? He's. I get. The, I think he's got a few easy games to sort of ease himself into. Um, yes, but I think I think there's that, and I think also the relief that these players are playing with such. You know, I think I I wrote to you guys that it's like they're. They're playing as if they've been released released from prison. I mean, it's not a coincidence that Pogba scored two goals, is it? Yeah. Look at the players who have scored. It's Pogba. It's Rashford. It's the players that have been the most, like, yeah. stepped on. So, you know, do I think that maybe anybody could have, anybody sort of hashtag anyone but Mourinho could have had this success? Possibly. You know but... what? Uh... Sorry, go on. But, no, also, he took the time today to, to specifically praise Pogba's attitude. Like, he's doing... I think he's doing what what this group of players need. It's kind of a free hit for him, really, isn't it? All he's got to do yeah. is go in and make the players feel good about themselves. He has to be not Mourinho. That's really... Yeah, that's all he has to do. You know, like, they'll basically coach themselves as long as he, like, gives them hugs and puppies. Yeah, exactly. Manchester United are in sixth place. They are... Eight points behind Chelsea and fourth. Are they going to get that fourth place? I mean, to do that, they've got to displace Arsenal and Chelsea at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's definitely possible. Um, you know, De Gea has had some really great saves. I think that we're going to see them have a, um, 
a run of success. Yeah. But I think they do have to depend on other teams, you know, doing poorly and them doing well. Well, and that's are, not in a position you want to be in. They're at home to Bournemouth, exactly. Bournemouth uh, have lost seven from nine. So they're not... I think it's, it's what you said about them getting a, an easy... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we really need to preview this. I think this is a Manchester United gimme, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think the only question is who's going to get the goals. Uh, did he start... I don't think he started Lukaku the other day. Let me have a little look. Who did he play up front? Uh, watch, watch Zlatan now petition to come back. Uh, I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Huddersfield had that chance, didn't they? Was it oh, was it Colgolo who put the ball over from about eight yards out? Yeah, and then and then De Gea actually had made a really good save. Yeah. Uh, Pogba, what did he do here? So he's got Fred Matic. Okay, he played Pogba further up. So it's Pogba, Lingard, and Rashford further up. Yeah. Uh, no Lukaku whatsoever. I can only assume Lukaku's injured. I thought he was, but I may be wrong. Didn't he have? Didn't he go off injured a couple of matches ago? He may well have done. He may well have done. Um, Alexis Sanchez on his way back from Chile, he put an Instagram post up. Did you see that? No. What did he do? Uh, he put an Instagram post up saying I'm free again or something like that um, oh, and he put a song in the background as well that was really sort of poignant about Mourinho leaving <laughs> wow. I can't remember what it was but yeah it was something like that uh, why don't you right okay so what else have we got any other fixtures from 26th just bear with me one second Palace played but again uh, you know they did. Oh, they drew new drew new with Cardiff. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who have they got tomorrow? Let's talk about that. that. That might be a bit more exciting. Who have they got tomorrow? They're oh, they're at home to Chelsea. Oh. Okay. So, uh, Eden Hazard scored two, didn't he? Chelsea. He's so annoyingly good. I really it's like, like he Eden Hazard. Decides to turn the gas on, and shit happens. I, I really like him, but I get so frustrated by him. If I was a Chelsea fan, which you are, of course, aren't you, Ryan? Yeah, yes, Chris. <laughs> I would get so frustrated by him because he Why, could be... <laughs> he could be... Do you know what? While you fill in, Brian, I'm going to look uh, up... I'm going to look yeah. up his scoring <laughs> stats because I've got a feeling he could score an awful lot more. He's... Incredibly talented. I I don't think he scores as much goal as many goals as his talents suggest he could. Ryan, don't you think that Hazard is sort of like almost like what they said on Berbatov and have said about a number of players that, um, and maybe Ryan, you yourself has said this, um, that he shows up when he wants to show up. And when he does, it's super impressive, and Chelsea always is better for it. But sometimes he just doesn't feel like, you know, putting the work rate in. As opposed to Mesut Ozil, who never looks like he's sweating and never looks like he's running so fast, but is always working. Yes. Uh, of course, we've got a, a neutral effortista who believes that um, he's not the most talented man in his family. That is true. And she will 
She has, she has, I think, research papers to back that up. <laughs> okay, here we go. His career at Chelsea, 226 games at Chelsea, 79 goals scored. These are Premier League stats. 226 okay. goals. Oh, sorry, 226 appearances, 79 goals. I feel he could score an awful lot more than that, or he maybe he should have scored an awful lot more than that. I don't know. I he, don't normally his, say that. Talented for the talent he has, and because he also is not. How many assists does he have? Does it say? Uh, no, any appearances and goals. Yeah, he, yeah, he may well. Yeah, his assists might. Have no, see, I don't think he does. I think he is purely, or mostly. I want to say purely. I think he's mostly. A goal scorer. Okay. So, I I don't know. I look. He is. I don't think anybody can deny how talented he is. Um, but it just it does seem like some days he he comes to work, you know, ready to go, and some days he doesn't. Yeah. Overall for Chelsea, three hundred and twenty-two appearances, one hundred and one goals. Um, the most he scored in a single season. This is all competitions. Is seventeen. Yeah, I, don't I feel know. he should have done better than that. I love watching I, him play. I think he's a fabulous player. Yeah, he's he's undeniably talented. Maybe that's why we feel like he isn't doing as well as he should be because we've seen him be so good. Do you think if he was at Real Madrid or Barcelona, those stats would be improved? You mean because Chelsea don't have the same kind of collaborative play? I don't know, but can you imagine him... I mean, would he work in a team with Messi and Suarez? You know, I don't know, but is he the kind of... Like, Messi and Suarez, it doesn't matter who scores the goals. Like, you you could tell that they just want that goal to go in. Yeah. I don't know if Hazard is the same kind of player. At least not yet. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't... Um, I, I'm not sure. I really... I'd be curious to see him. He's 27. The next contract... That's he, it? Well, the next contract he signs, be it with Chelsea or wherever, or the next contract negotiations he makes are going to be incredibly important to him, are they? Because he's yeah. he's approaching his peak, isn't he? Um, yeah, it just seems like he's been playing for so long. It does, could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, Do you think he'll stay at Chelsea? I don't. I don't. I see. I like. I like. I like the fact he's in the Premier League. But if he could do better for himself elsewhere, I'd be quite happy if he went because he seems like a nice lad, and I'd like him to make the most of his talents. I just don't feel he's doing that at Chelsea. I might be completely wrong on that. I just feel that he. You imagine what he would do with Pep. Yeah, even in the like in the Bundesliga, like that kind of yeah pace on him with some like. With muscle behind him, hmm. he'd be nominal to watch. How would you play with Pep? You would play him and Sterling and Sane. Yeah. Would you play him with Sane or Sterling? I don't know if he could or, or whether he would. But I feel that he, if he was a team that more suited his talents, he would score way more goals. I mean, him and and Sane? And Sterling that's uns- or Aguero? That's like... That's that amazing to watch. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> How do you think this one's going to go tomorrow? Then, um, uh, some, sorry, Sunday. This one's going to go. Uh, Crystal Palace versus Chelsea. Um, this is Chelsea's. Sorry. This is Chelsea's. No. Oh, you think so? Do you? Yeah. You don't. Uh, Palace are beaten in the last three Premier League games. Chelsea have only lost one of the last four. No, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I'm looking at this. What do you think about Kepa? Speaking of baby goalkeepers. Again, I think, like Leno, he needs time to... um, He needs time to adapt to the Premier League. He needs time to adapt to his teammates. It's a completely different country. He needs time to adapt to his surroundings as well. I think Liverpool have been lucky with Alisson and maybe that's reflected poorly on Leno and Kepa. Um, Mm, But I think, I mean, how how old are Kepa? They're sort of early 20s. Exactly. And you're moving to a foreign country. I think he's younger than that, Kepa. You're moving to a foreign country. You're moving to a big club away from your family, aren't you? This is, you know, for for them as human beings, this is a big thing. And maybe Alisson being that bit older and a bit more experienced... He's already gone from Brazil to Rome. Uh, So, you know, he's already got that sort of experience of living abroad and living away. He's probably settled in a little bit easy because of that. I think maybe that gets overlooked a bit sometimes as well. I think we sort of see players move from A to B and you don't sort of think about, you know, where they've got to send their kids to school and how they settle in. For young players, it's the first time away for their family. Gabby Jesus was talking about it, wasn't he? He was saying that he scored the other week Manchester City on a match of the day. He said he felt so happy for having his parents there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Suarez has done interviews because he, um, oh, you're right, Kepa's 24. I guess yeah. he just looks like a baby. Yeah, Look at his face. All... He looks so yeah, little. They all do now, don't they? <laughs> um, he, you know, and, and the other thing with Kepa is that that his Spanish is only his second, English is his third language. Um, yes, he was but, in Basque, wasn't he? Yeah. So Suarez, you know, his second language is Dutch. And he's done interviews where he said at Liverpool he would bring his daughter, who was only like three or four, with him because her English was better than his. Like he, his English, he just never really felt comfortable in it. And he felt so guilty asking his daughter to step in for him. But she picked it up so quickly and he just couldn't. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's... We see them on the pitch, but you're right. It's it has to be home for them in some way. Yeah, yeah. It's it can't be easy. I mean, I've you know I I don't speak a second language. Um, I don't even live in a foreign country. So for them to do something similar, do you live in Cornwall? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I you know I think it I think it must be incredibly tough for them as people, and then to come in and do your job in front of 40,000 people and millions of people on a yeah. TV screen. It's asking an awful lot. It's bound to take time for them to um, to settle in. So There were um, pictures of Toreda when he signed and his girlfriend was there. His parents were there and he still had braces on his teeth. And it was like, it was like seeing somebody in their first day of school. Well, that was the thing. When Lucas Torreira's dad came back uh, a few weeks later and spoke to Unai Emery, the first thing he said was, is my son behaving himself? I know! <laughs> How fantastic is that? Oh, Unai Emery kicking the ball at a Brighton fan. Uh, not the ball, a uh, water bottle by mistake. Yeah, um, and he's got a touchline ban, yeah? I don't know whether he has or he hasn't. I think he did. I think today they announced that he's been banned from the touchline. He went over straight away and apologised. Yes. I yeah. kind of think it's making a mountain out of a molehill. But if that had been a Portuguese manager, uh, recently sacked by a, a Manchester club, what would we have said? <laughs> um, well, I think, okay, so... He apologized, which yeah. I think definitely was the right thing to do and went a long way towards making it better. Yeah. Um, maybe he needs to have a stress ball with him. 
because he it, it did it, it it didn't seem like he was aiming. It seemed like he definitely was just needed a little outlet for his frustration. Yeah. Um, and doesn't have the same kind of uh, coordination as some of his players do. <laughs> There's a reason he's a manager and not the player. Exactly. Okay. Well, look, that's the Premier League talked about. Uh, I did send Ross a WhatsApp message as he wanted to come on and talk about Leeds United's victory over Blackburn Rovers. Um, Leeds I think if were... he doesn't, you should just read his, his WhatsApp messages. Well, he didn't even reply. So we won't talk about the fact that Blackburn took the lead on the 90th minute and still managed to lose 3-2. We won't talk about that because he's not here. Um, we that was the just... best series of WhatsApp. <laughs> conversations was just his hysteria we will nip down to italy and more specifically we should go to milan uh we're into milan beat napoli one nil um you don't want to talk about that though do you i think we should definitely talk about that i do oh no you didn't want to talk about the results sorry you want to talk about oh yeah no i don't give a shit about the results (laughs) (laughs) uh you want to talk about um kubilali 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 um yeah. So I didn't see the match, did you? I saw bits of it. Okay. Um again, I obviously need to move to Europe where what do I get to have? BBC Eleven yeah. Well or Sky Frank or something. And, Frank and Richard from Serie A sit down, they live in the States and they watch Italian football. Alright, I need to call them. Frank and Richard. Later we're gonna talk. <laughs> um but apparently Carlo Ancelotti asked the ref three times yeah. during the match um, to do something about the racial abuse, and the ref did nothing. Um, and then, as we've seen happen, I mean, one time is too many times, but as we've seen happen way too many times, um, the player who was being abused got uh, ejected. Yes. Um, so I think, you know, there are a bunch of things. One is good on Ancelotti and because he has said that the next time this happens, they're going to forfeit. They're going to just end and walk off the pitch and forfeit the match. Great. Yeah. Um, I think the um, sort of BFA did more than it's done, but not enough. Um they're going to play two matches behind closed doors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not getting points docked. Um, and I don't know. I think as we've seen with, um, in particular Mexico, but a number of Central American teams who have their fan base has yelled the P word, um, as we've seen in Russia and Italy with racial abuse, I don't think, I think you really need to hit them in the table and in the pocketbook. And I think you strip them of points and money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you seen what Italy's deputy prime minister, uh, Matteo Salvini's had to say about this matter? I didn't know Italy had a deputy prime minister. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. Uh, he said uh, Leonardo Benucci got booed by Milan fans. Is that racism? I'm sorry. A deputy <laughs> prime minister 
Do you have to go to school for that? Apparently not. I mean, because do you not understand the difference between (laughs) booing a player and shouting racial invectives at him? Uh, Exactly. Because that's pretty basic. And that's coming from me who can't do math. What kind of idiot does it take to be a deputy prime minister? Uh, A pretty big one by the looks of it. Wow. That's not good. It's awful, isn't it? So how is the Italian FA supposed to... How's the Italian FA supposed to help even if it wants to, if it doesn't get that kind of backing? Um, It's not going to change, is it? No. No, it's not going to change. You know what? The next time it happens, if the players... if, if, If Carlo Ancelotti sets the precedent and players and managers agree that the next time abuse happens, you walk off the pitch. And so fans realize that this is not okay. I've heard players say this a lot, or teams say this a lot, that they'll walk out. And other than Kevin Prince-Boateng for Milan, and that's a friendly against the fourth division. But I don't think it's going to happen unless the entire team walks off. Yes. You know, it's going to take every player... Look, look what happened with Germany, right? It, it can't be all the white players saying, but we've never seen that. You know, can't Thomas Mueller this. Um, <laughs> it, it has to be everybody coming together, which we've seen on social media players, you know, showing support. Yep. But now put your social media where your mouth is or whatever. And when it happens, do the right thing in the moment, yep. you know. Stop playing and either sit down on the pitch or walk the fuck off. Yes. Um, I mean, the players that have come out, I mean, Dries Mertens has come out, obviously, as his teammate and said something. Um, Mo Salah and Vincent Company have come out, so. Yeah. Um, which is all very Sane, good. Has he? I okay. think did. Leroy Sane. Um, and, hold on, I saw it this morning. And I thought what Koulibaly wrote on his social media was really touching and, and beautiful. And then um, I didn't read the comments because I didn't want to be sad. <laughs> yeah, to the replies. Um, hang on. Talk to Ryan while I look this up. I can't talk to Ryan. He's a Chelsea fan. They've, they've got enough problems of their own with racist Oh, talk fans. to Adam. I don't want to talk to Adam. Oh I'm just God. keeping awkward silence here while you try and find it. Yeah, come on, man. Uh... I tell you what, while you're looking, can I ask you a question? Can you do two things at once? Maybe. Okay. We're going to find out, aren't we? This could well be the last Extra Time pod of 2018. What have you enjoyed? About this? Well, not, not the whole podcast, of course. I mean, you know, the list would be endless. But uh, what have you enjoyed about football in 2018? Well, I found it. Go on. Um, so, oh, wow, I just saw the Replies. <laughs> Matteo Salvini thing, which is just terrible. Mm. <laughs> can a deputy prime minister be fired? Uh, well, I'm sure he can, but, you know, we live in a world of Trump and Bolsonaro, don't we? Um, oh, wow. And then he said that it was just healthy teasing. Healthy teasing? I don't think it was. Healthy teasing? 
Also, there isn't. That's not. Oh, that's not a thing. It's just like the time when Iran said there was no problems with homosexuality in their country because there were no homosexuals. Is it just sort of like water brushing that under the carpet completely? Yeah, if you if you close your eyes and you go blah 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 blah. <laughs> um, uh, Gattuso came out. Sadio Mane, yes, came out in support. Um, Sadio Mane wrote. Um, I am bitter not to say bruised and dismayed by what you have experienced. We are proud of our race and will continue to defend it as we defend the colors of our homeland. You reminded the world that identity does not compartmentalize. Okay. That's lovely. Um, yeah. And a lot of people, actually. That's good job. Good job, people who are not the deputy prime minister of <laughs> Italy. <laughs> okay. Um, God, what have you enjoyed about football in 2018? Um, I love to and love getting to podcast with you guys it is like the highlight of my week it makes me really happy um don't tell adam he'll make fun of me oh Um, you guys too and what else did i love um well i think boxing day should be a national holiday here it's the best day ever Mm -hmm. um even discounting our five nothing win it's just so fun um and was this year the world cup yes this we had a world cup this year yeah this year has lasted for a decade um (laughs) this was the year so my father and i try to watch the world cup together whenever we can and if we are not together together and we FaceTime with each other or try to Skype each other. But this year we had to watch um, many of the games together, which was really, really nice. Oh, and so when, FaceTimed... you, when you FaceTime, you both watch the game in your own individual houses while FaceTiming each other. Yeah. How when cool I lived that? in Los Angeles, we, um, and I was really, I, I mean, I was like by myself on the other side of the country and it was the World Cup. And so I had my computer on Skype and we would just watch matches at the same time together. Um, but this year we, my family was in Denmark and, um, father's Argentinian friend lives in Denmark and he came over. So I was watching with my father and his childhood Argentinian friend Mm -hmm. together, which was really, really fun. Oh, yeah. What about you? What have you enjoyed? Um, I quite like England's run to the semi-finals. I like that. I like the I like the penalty shootout against Colombia. It was never. <laughs> Remember when it me. was coming home? Remember that? It kind of did. Away. It did. It did. It did. Um, uh, Scott and James did their podcast, uh, the European podcast, where they look back at their favourite things. And Scott's favourite thing was the man last goal, the header against Barcelona in the Champions League for Roma. So yeah. I was going, I was thinking that, and then he said it. But yeah, I quite like our. Um, it's nice to have hope, isn't it? I know it's the hope that kills you in the end, but without hope, No, but it also sustains you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I um, mean, in a terrible way, I really like that Uruguay lasts over than Argentina and Brazil. <laughs> I've got to hold on to that. Exactly. I know, I know it's the hope that kills you, but without hope, what have you got? Yeah, ice cream. Ex- yes, ice cream. Okay. Yeah. Right, any other business? Um... No, I feel like I should. 
I've got one piece of business. What? What you have, got? Have you heard about uh, the flight attendant and her dad? Yes. Tell everybody about that. Christmas is a time of year when you're supposed to spend quality time with your family. But what do you do if your daughter's working for an airline over the Christmas holidays? In a heartwarming gesture, Hal Vaughan booked multiple flights so he could see his daughter Pierce, a flight attendant for Delta Airways. This guy basically um, booked six flights, which was in time with his daughter's schedule. So he got to spend all day with his daughter as she flew around on a plane. Which was My lovely. parents loved they would never do that. <laughs> Oh, I do have something. I do have something. Um, Diego Godin got married to his longtime girlfriend. He got married in Montevideo. And um, Antonio, uh, Antonio, I'm making everybody Uruguay now. Antoine Griezmann (laughs) flew down and, like, was a tourist in Uruguay, which is adorable. And the entire Uruguayan national team was there. And there's video that um, a local Abreu shot of all of them sing in in ties all of them with their arms around each other singing together and it is the cutest thing how do these players got games to go to i mean how does lucas Torreira go down to they all got i think the day off for the wedding i know and edison cavani is going to have his third baby is he yeah we can hit the target somewhere then (gasps) i actually understood that ew there you go Brilliant. And others, I'm getting smarter. <laughs> okay, uh, we are part of the Man on the Post network. So at Man on the Post is our Twitter and our Instagram uh, account. And uh, we've got a European podcast that came out earlier on this week, where, as I say, James and um, Scott were looking back over their favourite moments of 2018. I'm not sure what other podcasts we've got coming. Um, so instead of stressing about looking out for them, you can either follow us on Acast, Stitcher, Spotify, even, and you can. Uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes or search for at Man on the Post for all of those and we will appear. Um, and it will automatically appear in your inbox every week for you to listen to. Jesse, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? They go to at Jesse Loesch. Okay, you can follow me at CEtchingham77. Uh, and at Man on the Post is our Instagram and our Twitter. And you can find Man on the Post on Facebook and give us a like on there as well. Um, like I said to Jesse a second ago, I think this is the final... Uh, Man of the Post Extra Time of 2018 so I would like to say thank you ever so much for everyone who's listened and given us feedback on that uh, this show is nothing without you guys as listeners thank you ever so much for anyone that's appeared on this show as well uh, over the last sort of, 12 months or so uh, Jesse, thank you to you Chris thank you to you no problem right how do you follow Unusual Efforts as well you go to at Unusual Efforts on um Twitter and Instagram and I believe Facebook as well. Okay. You never know. It might be there. Try it and let me know. <laughs> It'll be there. Uh, brilliant. Right. Well, Jesse, thank you ever so much for joining us tonight and for 2018. Oh, Chris, thank you for getting me through 2018. <laughs> it's been emotional, as Vinnie Jones once said. <laughs> uh, and always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>